0: Late night conversations. Late night conversations.
1: Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. 12 minutes after 11 here on SAFM Late Night Conversations. My name is Patricia Nduli, and we are the A-Team. We are going to be talking COVID-19 and the traditional ways of uh, behavior change, which no one is talking about, and uh, the role of traditional ways and traditional leaders amidst uh, this uh, COVID-19 pandemic that we are facing. Talking to us about this is Marcosi Labache, who is a traditional healer who has been practicing for over 20 years. and the you are more than welcome to join in on the conversation by dialing 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Togozo Makosi Kapasha, we are so honored to have you with us on uh, Late Night Conversations. Well, Makosi, thank you very much for having me tonight. Now Makosi uh, Kapasha, let's talk about the the role that traditional healers so are supposed to be playing right now as we face a global pandemic. You know, thank you very much for the opportunity because I think um, part of my,
0: my, my own angst right now is that our voices have been very quiet and why it's quite important is because we, everybody's dealing with the disease that is, uh, is not known um, and so there are no known remedies or anything like that. But fortunately, uh, as a virus, viruses don't have remedies as such. That's why you get vaccinated. And it's important that you recruit your body. So where tradition comes in is that uh, what everything that, that is being asked of us at this time are things that are in our cultures, are things that are in our practices. But because we are so distant from uh, living our lives the way that uh, our ancestors did, and, and, and it then means that people, if you say you must quarantine, it seems like a foreign concept when it's not. If you say you must isolate, it feels like a foreign concept when it's not. So it's so important that Abelapi, traditional healers, uh, people who even know tradition and culture, start speaking up because our people are dying because we are not able to uh, properly adhere to some of these requirements because they're not explained in ways that we actually understand and can relate to um, as, as people who do practice isolation in various contexts and times in our
1: lives. Now, uh, when, when you are saying that in uh, African traditional practice, uh, we we do practice isolation, um, can you give us some understanding of what are those circumstances and uh, how do we practice it? Why is it not a foreign concept to us? Well, so one of the things that most people should
0: know is that you would be told that when you Come from somewhere outside of the home. You must first cleanse, because uh, in isiZulu they'll say you will bring in isNiyama no mi So isNiyama is like bad luck. It's it's uh, it's a negative energies or negative circumstance that you will bring into the heart. unless you are you have been cleansed prior to coming home. Now, if you think about it, if you go out and uh, you you are in a public place, you at a party or whatever, and you contract a virus, which is an unseen thing, if you immediately come into the home, what have you brought in? You've brought in death into the home. It's so that is bad luck. And so whenever we, we people will know that if you are going on a long journey, even when you get to where your destination, even as a, as a contingent or an entourage, you would be put in a separate, separated from the other people in that village, not because of anything, but you would be kept there for up to three days. And in those three days, if there's anything that's wrong within that particular traveling party, would have shown itself. In all of that as well, is that uh, when you've been away from home, before you come in, it's, it's unfortunate that we keep, we, we link it to only negative things in the sense of we know that if somebody has been in prison, as an example, the traditional rule is you don't come into the home in those clothes, in that circumstance. You are first go through a cleansing ritual before you are allowed into the home. Now, we need to take a step back because culture speaks is that why are you being separated? Why are you going through cleansing before you join the broader family? It's precisely to make sure that when you come in, you are not carrying any unseen energies uh, or negative things that will come in and decimate the family. What is the virus of COVID? It's not an unseen energy that you will bring into a home And speaking to people who've had their entire families uh, infected and die, that
1: is exactly what that is. So some of these uh, concepts of quarantining are not new, but with the, the way that we are currently living as uh, South Africans, um, I don't know whether to say it's the modern way of living. We have sort of like pushed aside our traditional practices, so it becomes it becomes foreign to us what was mm-hmm. what, what what was natural, what was mm-hmm. traditional to us. It becomes foreign to say, well, if my course is saying we've always been doing this, we've always been quarantining, we've always been conscious of um, isinyama or disease mm-hmm. and bad Bad luck as we have exited the home and we're about to come Mm. in. How do we then now inculcate that again and make it normal without us feeling it's a drag and a command from government, but remembering that it comes from our own roots? For me, that's why it's so
0: important that voices like mine start being heard. And people start talking to us to say contextually, how do we contextualize what is happening in a way that is acceptable and that our people can understand and integrate into their lives? You know, ugu which is to, um, is to stay away from certain things during certain times. Those are all our things, you know. And so um, reclaiming the, 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 the conversation by those in the know is important. So that we don't always treat our people as if uh, they know nothing. We know these things. Talk to us in our context and in ways that we understand. And in fact, it's been amazing how in the beginning, everybody started embracing uguuma, steaming. All of a sudden, people know that to steam is something that is... is, And the reason it, it would penetrate is because it's something that is part and parcel... of of the healing practices that are in our communities. And it's important that whenever uh, we we have a message or a behavior change or anything like that to impart into a community, we understand that community and that society. We may think we have moved away from our traditions, but in a lot of ways, we're still very much in touch with them, in contact with them, but in a very, mm, I'm going to say, almost like a secretive or family-specific way, but these are things that uh, there's no street corner in a township which does not have a traditional healer, and that is where the voices need to come, which start saying we need to practice our traditions. What we do when there's something new, when there's something foreign, when there's a problem in the community, we don't this individualized lifestyle that we we think is what works, and it's showing us now that it actually doesn't work. It's community. So the communities need to start coming together and in developing almost like a plan to say, how will
1: we in this area deal with this issue? Because it is killing our people we are talking to makosi qabashe uh, who is a traditional healer and has been in this uh, practice for over 20 years we're very respected as well and uh, she, we, she's just giving us an understanding of covid-19 and some of the traditional ways of uh, behavior that needs to change um, or needs to go back to where we were Back to the way we're doing things. That's what we are talking about in order for us to be able to curb COVID nineteen. The number to dial A team is, is 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp O six one four one oh four one oh seven. Alternatively, SMS us on four one three nine one. We've got Mohammed on the line. A Mohammed, good evening. Uh, Mohammed
2: Good evening you, how okay. are you?
1: Can I humbly ask that you switch off your radio?
2: <laughs> is it off good. already? Yeah, okay, thank you. Sorry about that. Okay, you speak to Mohammed Shafi Ismail, right? I'm an old person, right? Now, we used to practice this in ancient times. Uh, And I have telling you this. is not 20 years ago. Uh, I'll tell you 50 years ago, because I'm older than that. And uh, when we had measles, when we had measles, our parents kept us into the house. But remember, our granny used to come and keep us quarantined in one room Mm. and keep us clean, sanitized at those days. Then we came to where we had mums, when we had mums, it was the same thing. Your granny will come, and nobody will see you in that house, even if they're taking you to the park. They will Mm -hmm. keep you quarantined in that room itself. And then also, when it came to our circumcision, going from five to six years old, it was the same tradition again. So what's going on is basically our people out there is practicing the modern generation. So the virus is going to move with us. And as we're gonna say we're gonna bring the bad luck back into our house. Mm-hmm. So at those days we practice this old tradition. And I think our people should just be to themselves, in their homes themselves, quarantine themselves. You know your own body sickness and you can judge yourself. For example, I came up from three strokes. I had stroke three times, but I survived being quarantined to myself, knowing the ancient thing. And then I knew I'm an epileptic patient. Right? But I'm I'm disabled. But the point is, what I'm saying is, I make myself able, by quarantine, know what this is about. Know what your medication is about. We go back to the ancient time now. Mm -hmm. So we go to ancient tradition of same herbal medication. We're using the uh, turmeric powder with water. We're using soap. We're using detour. It's from those old days. But I think our people should actually listen to the tradition, your guests out there, that it's very true that we practice this kind of hygiene. I'll -hmm. tell you, we'll have one of these Mm -hmm. things Uh, safest virus that we actually can beat as human beings. Thank you. That's my comment. Enjoy the rest of the evening.
1: Thank you so very much, Mohammed, for a relevant and pertinent um, comment there. Have a good evening, too. And, Makos, you know what I like uh, that uh, Mohammed has said, that Mm -hmm. we need to go back to listening to those oh, who know mm-hmm. the traditional ways he makes mention of turmeric which is which is a natural herb uh, mm-hmm. there's ginger there's garlic and these have always been used even imbiza um, mm-hmm. herbal remedies have always been used but eesh, now we are faced with covid and we are crying for vaccine i'm not saying mm-hmm. there's no place for the vaccine but what about the traditional ways that we can be using now to maintain and, and the thing about,
0: about, about getting a, um, a fix of a pill right now, right, is that we're dealing with a virus. A virus is a living thing. It's a thinking, and, and, and I'm going into tradition here. I'm staying out of Western medicine. Well, that's not my speciality. In, in, a, in a traditional context, virus is a living, breathing, uh, intelligent animal. I'm going to call it an animal which is also wants to survive, right? It has, a, it has the same survival instinct you have. And so it's important that you understand that you are not dealing with a dead inanimate thing that's just waiting to be obliterated by whatever you're going to put in, you know? And, and it's, it's the change in the way that we relate to things and go back to understanding that our ancestors weren't stupid or foolish, when they related and treated things in a certain way, with a certain level of deference and respect, even in the healing, because even with the vi- with the vaccine, they're introducing the virus so that your body responds. So in all of this, what do you need? You need to be working with your body. It's not any other miracle out. It's your body that has to help you be able to get over this uh, this virus, whatever it is. But remember, as it is a virus, it mutates, it changes, just like the flu. Every year, there's a flu vaccine. Why are you not taking the same old vaccine? Because the virus is a smart thing that keeps on changing. So the, the vaccines can come. But at the end of the day, if you and your body are not in alignment and you haven't changed your behavior and the way that you do things and the way you uh, practice your own cleansing because it's got to go back to that is that this is all sitting in our hands we are the, are, are, are the carrier of the virus nobody else it's us and so the way we carry ourselves how we go and we get it and how we pass it on purely sits within our realm and so it's important that you understand why cleansing is important why Uhuzila and staying away from people and places is important, and in how you also integrate that into being able to still function and live a life, right? Because we're not going to stay locked up indoors, is that in this new reality, where I am the transport for this living thing, which wants to replicate and multiply in other people as well. What do I do? How do I use what I know, what is known, to be able to make sure that I don't become the one who brings this death
1: into my home. So now talking about steaming, um, what what sort of uh, inclusions should we be putting to fight COVID-19? Or is it just normal water? Or is there something else we should add in our steam? Because it is said that the more often you steam, whether it's twice a day, it's the more you cleanse your system internally and possibly kill the, the virus. So what you can add, because it's not just about about water,
0: is those who can't buy, you need to get some form of eucalyptus. But eucalyptus you can get from gum tree leaves, and there are gum trees all over this country. So putting about three leaves into that water that you're going to be steaming with will be useful because it will open you up. If not, you can buy uh, eucalyptus oil, uh, those who can, who, you know, who can afford it, which is available at, at most pharmacies. But there's the tradition, the tree leaves versus the modern can get the oil, and it works uh, in the same way. So use that as a steam. I must caution, because everybody starts saying umshonyane, this and that, umshonyane is not a tea. It is a medicine, because these are medicines, if you take them as a tea, as if you are just drinking tea and it causes other uh, 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 negative things because it's a medicine it's meant for you when you are symptomatic to take it and then you don't take it but mix it also with other um, 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 herbs like um, isipaha uh, which is um, a pepper bark tree and I think you can also get the oil of that if you don't have the actual uh, bark Kalmuzi, which is calmus root you can find that at a pharmacy as well and um, iboza which is um, um um, wild and wild ginger is pepeto put those and mix that as a as a, and you'll cook it as a remedy. It's not a tea. Can I'm um, overemphasizing because these are medicines. And so, if you are showing some kind of of symptoms, or you're at home and you're not feeling well, drink those medicines which are for imikutlan, which are the colds and flus that we have all around us, and take care of the hygiene as well because. Stay away from people and their hands. Keep to yourself. Nurture your body because your body talks. Keep yourself hydrated with warm drinks because we need to help the body to flush out the virus. That's what you are doing. If you don't feel like eating, don't eat. You know, listen to your body and follow what it is telling you in order for you to be able to recruit it to help you to deal with the virus.
1: Now, on. uh, what's up? I've got a message here from King St. Nazi who's in Johannesburg, saying, good evening. These days, when you talk about tradition and culture in Africa, you'll be the enemy of African people. Our mm-hmm. black people adopted the Western culture. We were in this discussion with Mr. John Gerke this afternoon. Well, uh, yeah, I think we, we have not really transitioned so well um, into accepting our own traditional medicines and traditional ways. But sometimes we're go. Let's be honest, Marcos. when you have to go into a traditional market where traditional medicines and herbs are sold, not 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 a, a chemist, but the markets, mm. the, 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 the smell is not appeasing. The layout is not appeasing. We are so used to malls. You know, we are now in this age where things are just nicely packaged and they smell good. But. How do we then, as traditional healers, as Africans, make what is African more appealing and looks clean, and you know, because sometimes it's intimidating, (laughs) and make it more accessible? So, you know,
0: I guess it's always going to be the little bit of a chicken and egg, right? In that, um, when when one of the things that everybody must always understand is that uh, commerce and commercialization underneath things also has its own impacts. So the reason you're not gonna get big money into traditional medicine is because no one is gonna benefit from being able to patent anything. No one is going to be able to say, I uh, formulated, I've just told you now what to mix, right? And so when there's a commercial interest which forgets about the people who need to be healed, that's the problem with health. Let me just put it out there, is that health has also become so commercial that we've moved away from the fact that um, our role is to be healing people. Now, back to the markets. There's underinvestment in the markets. You go to any of them and you find that um, anything that is, uh, is, is is traditional, we haven't invested anything into it. We haven't. And and you can't run away from that fact. So those who are more more, it's easier to get your remedies maybe if you know a particular healer that you go to, and we start. We need to work on making this more accessible because you are very right. In China, and you can say what you want about the Chinese, going to the medicinal markets, they understand that there's a tourism value to it. They understand that there are people who are just interested want to take pictures. And so they have developed their markets that they are actually places of beauty. Nobody cares about our stuff, right? Because maybe no one has, has occurred to them that the my my market uh, or the Faraday market is potentially something else more than just a space where you just throw people because that's what it's done. And nobody has taken the time to be able to say, this is not how our heritage should be. And and, and, and it's important that we also, as Abilapi we start asking ourselves the hard questions, which are, why is it that nobody else is fighting for us and being able to say that I want to be able to access my medicines wherever I am. So after all of that complaining, there is work being done to make it more accessible. And it's going to take time because it means that we've got to find this private sector because government is not interested. They can say what they want, they're not interested. And being able to then find the resources to be able to start packaging and also, um, you know, Um, I'm looking after the environment as well, right? Because this is all being wild harvested. And yet these are all plants, the ones I've just told you, most of them you could plant in your garden and immediately just go and have your own home remedies. But again, the commercial interests are, if everyone has got a herbal garden at home that takes care of their health, there's somebody who's not going to be happy because you're not going to buy their remedies in the shops. And then, you know, it starts those kinds of discussions. As well,
1: politics is in everything, I'm afraid, my dear. Makosi, Kavase, you are speaking truth there. And there's a question here from Vuyo in Plumfortine. who says, Patricia, please ask, why untraditional traditional healers seem to be working with Western-style doctors, especially in townships and rural areas? It's not all... Our system in South Africa
0: is different. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have experience of what is happening in the, on the broader continent in other areas where there's a much closer collaboration and there's a push and a pull between the two. But for some reason, um, here in South Africa, it's still very much a a system which is biased towards um, allopathic medicine. And so for as long as the people who carry who are the regulators still come from that angle, it makes it then easier for, for, for the hegemony, which is what uh, any social science student will tell you, of Western medicine to continue. And yet, COVID has just shown us the big weaknesses that there are in that uh, there will come things that require new and innovative thinking. And if you're going to continue on, one, on a one-track path, which says only Western medicine will work, then we'll be stuck in this no-man's land as South Africa. And I'm being specific about South Africa because we are an an uprooted people. We really are an uprooted, rootless people. And until we also start thinking a little bit harder about just how rootless we are and what that means in the long run, um, um, then we will not be able to start reversing what was systematic destruction of our own acceptance of ourselves and our strengths. Nothing wrong with um, uh, Tradition is very, very much integrated. So there's nobody who's going to say to you, no, don't take a vaccine or whatever. The reason we get vaccinated so easily on the continent is because traditional medicine understands vaccination. You know, we've got no issue with it as such. What is the problem is when you then usurp that and take our acceptance of some of these concepts because they are based on our belief systems and then turn it to use it against us in going back to our belief systems. That is problematic.
1: Another uh, comment here uh, from an anonymous a saying, indeed, hygiene to traditional medicine is really needed. They should be a council for that too. So, uh, we need to have uh, hygiene as traditional leaders.
0: I'm not I'm not at all going to argue with that, but again I'm going to go back to saying if you uproot a people from who they are, they pick up practices which are if you look at the way we practice our traditional medicine, itself is not being practiced in a proper way. We buy medicine from a market, we don't know how long it's been sitting there. So there are a lot of issues, but those issues are themselves tied up with the fact that we've had to make a plan about how we sustain this tradition without any support. And in fact, in in an environment where there's legislation, which completely disavows what we do, right? And so the practice that will come through will be one which is kind of, um, you know, when something is a hybrid, it's never one or the other. So it's important that we go back, find our roots, hold on to them, and replant ourselves back into the soil so that we are grounded, in our own culture and our context. This is why you're going to speak to a healer, they're going to speak to you about your disease in a Western medicine concept that they've picked up. And they will not speak to you about your healing, your your disease, in an African context. You have an animal living inside of you, which is, a, is what in West they would call a virus. We must Deal with this animal that is busy multiplying inside of you and wants to replicate outside of you as well and survive just like you. So we need to take back
1: our language and our languages as well. Really need to take back what belongs to us. And if we don't, we might find ourselves not being able to find ways to heal um, ourselves uh, the natural and traditional way. Let's go to a voice note.
3: Greetings, SAFM team. I am Nikita from PE. And um, there's not in enough investment in African medicine. Uh, there's a great fondness for practice that have been implanted from elsewhere. And I think it uh, African medicine has been viewed from an ethnocentric glo- global North point of view. And there's some that's boggling the mind up until... Now in 2020, so there is a great reluctance not to invest, not in, not to do research, not to develop our medicine, because let's say it may not be easy for the pharmaceutical companies to patent and to make money, but also it does do something at a self-esteem point of view for African people, because once you don't see something of yours, there's in the media, there's in the store, it. You cannot really love yourself and appreciate yourself. Now we're getting so much knowledge that's being lost. That could be lost for years, forever, because we're not investing enough. And it is a project that's being worked on. I don't believe it's by mistake. It's by design.
1: Let's uh, take a break. And then from there onwards, uh, we'll continue with my course. SMS SAFM now on
3: 41391.
0: Late Night
1: Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time now is 41 minutes after 11. We are talking to Makosi Tabashe, a traditional healer who has been practicing for over 20 years. And uh, I've got a message here. And this message comes from King St. Nazi, who's in Joburg, who says, I agree with Makosi 100%. We must have our own traditional medicine. Uh, Western like to grow their businesses here in Africa. I'll hate any black person who... Who'll be arguing with Marcos? <laughs> Yo, okay, Marcos is <laughs> There's King Saint Nazi saying they'll hate anyone who's going to argue with you. Um, with regards to um, us going into the new year, COVID nineteen is still a very big reality. Uh, there's a lot of you know talk. There's a lot of propaganda. There's a lot of truth, but there's just a lot of information on COVID nineteen that is very Western. What is your call? To traditional healers, those who know our traditional or indigenous knowledge systems, those who hold our our our, our African roots, who know mm. them, what is your call to them? To in order for us to be able to to come together and fight the scourge of COVID nineteen. So I, I I think it's important that the knowers know
0: start speaking. There is no cure for COVID anywhere in the world. It's a vaccine which is going to be brought in, which is going to be using uh, the very same virus to try and help your body start speaking. What does that mean that there's no cure? It means that we need to go back to first principles, our basic knowledge about our diseases, how our elders uh, uh, dealt with illness, and how we protected our community. And so we can't sit back knowing what we know and let our people go and die alone in hospitals and in their homes, CBC corner, and we have knowledge. So we need to start speaking up, support your community, help people in being able to start uh, uh, practicing some of these, um, these, these, uh, these, these customs of isolation um help them to be able to steam uh and to find the medicines that we are using which are herbal, which are natural and also the foods, healthy foods, which are there right now. It's summer, it's raining. So we've got infinity, you know, so you need to build up your vitamins, um, your your you know, your nutrition as well to help you because it's important that we help our people know how to recruit their bodies to help them to fight disease. And so it's so critical that you stand up there in your corner and you, you, you help and you support and are able to give proper direction so that people don't hurt themselves. Don't go into this thinking you're going to make um, money off the health of people. It helps you nothing to be rich when everybody is dead. So it's important that we stand up, be counted, and use that traditional knowledge and show the value of this traditional knowledge to the South African and African public because we are needed. We are needed. There's no other solution. And for me, that's the big call is that we need to stand up and be heard and show our knowledge and support communities to be able to deal with
1: the scourge. This thing is going to take our people. Oh, you—you you have just said a mouthful, Makosi and I do hope that in the new year we'll be able to have more conversations with you around traditional practices. Thank you so very much for joining us, and I—I I pray that. People of South Africa were listening, and that we should not undermine what is African, but also mm-hmm. we should not um, discard the Western uh, medication, but don't undermine yes. traditional medicine because there is a huge place for it. Thank you very much, Makosi. Uh,
2: that
1: was Makosi